it seems like the fall season is has really blown by. I think that, you know, we all started the fall in August with our tryouts and, and games started in September. And, you know, for our older players, obviously September 1st was a red-letter date. We actually even talked about that on one of the earlier podcasts. We talked about the recruiting process and, you know, that, that, that there are red-letter dates that people seem to sometimes put a lot of pressure on themselves about or maybe overemphasize. But they're also critical dates, and they're important. So when we talk about the recruiting process, you know, we have to understand it's ongoing. It's not just September 1st and the week after. You know, here we are, you know, getting close to the end of another year, and, you know, we're still deep in the middle of the recruiting process. And there's been a number of activities this fall that teams have been engaged in and players have been engaged in. We all spend a lot of time on the recruiting process. We expect a lot from our players. Our players expect a lot from us as coaches. You know, sometimes parents are well engaged in it. Sometimes the parents may not be as well engaged and, and not have the information they need. And I think it's important that we're all working together to navigate the recruitment process and and taking advantage of opportunities when we have them. You know, we talk a lot with our team because we have 12, 23s on the team, and right now only one of those is committed. So we're working really hard with our players to understand how to take care of opportunities, how to be using their emails properly, using their social media properly, communicating with college coaches, providing the information that college coaches are going to be needing in the process, and also attending key events that are going to give our players a chance to perform in front of college coaches. You know, we've been to a couple events here in Dallas that that have been college-based recruiting events, and, you know, we've made a couple of trips down to Houston for those types of events. But I think everybody should have the recruiting process in the back of their mind. You know, as coaches, you know, we have to understand that a day that we don't communicate with college coaches or work in the recruiting process is one day less that that we've provided for our players and an opportunity for someone else to move in front of uh, our players in the process. And and I think that's critical. And I think we, we need to explain that to our players. There was an earlier topic that I talked about, about asking the players you know, do you really want to be a college softball player? And, and if they answer that yes, then we need to get them engaged in the process and, you know, understanding that there's a lot that goes into it, you know, and there's a lot of resources available today that they need to take advantage of, you know, and that's us as coaches. We're one of those resources. You know, there may be a recruiting service that can help out. There's hitting instructors, pitching instructors that have ties as former college players or coaches, that we just need to make sure we're always using our resources in a positive way and moving forward in the process. You know, when we get into different events, you know, we'll use the Ronald McDonald event as an example, right? It's not just about when we get there on Friday and start playing games, right? The whole recruiting process starts long before the first pitch is thrown in a game, right? You know, we need to be communicating with college coaches as select coaches, and we need to make sure that we're providing them with the information they need. We, we need to make sure that we understand who we should be communicating with about our players, right? 
You know, what level of coaches do we need to be talking to? And then we have to get our players engaged in the process. Are they doing what they need to be doing to get the information out in front of coaches? And then as we get closer to the event, obviously we provide game schedules, provide all the information that we need. You know, hopefully our players are going to be engaged in camps during that event and and get an opportunity for those coaches at those events to see them and, and really evaluate where their talent is. We just had our fall recruiting event here recently in the DFW area and had the American Freedom Fall Invite. And we're really fortunate. We're really fortunate to work with uh, UCE, uh, Ultimate Collegiate Exposure. This group does a great job of putting together exposure events. We had a solid field of teams and an opportunity for our players to to play in, in good quality games and get exposure through game time. And then we had a great camp. You know, we had 25-plus college coaches there from all different levels. They were evaluating 130-plus athletes, Uh, a a great three-hour event. And I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like those camps. They think they're cattle calls and different things like that. But I really think UCE does a good job uh, of keeping that from happening, right? I think every player got a chance to really show their skills at that camp. But I want to talk about that a little bit. Right. I want to talk about what the responsibility of a player is once we get to the event. And may it be the games that are engaged in the event, or may it be the camp that's associated with an event. May it be how we carry ourselves in pregame, postgame, or in between games. Right. Because if there are college coaches in the ballpark, they are going to evaluate all of those many events during that event. Yes, they'll be there evaluating games, but they're also evaluating players in between innings. Are they hustling pregame, postgame? How do they handle it? How do they handle success? How do they handle failure? There's lots of evaluation that takes place rather than just when a player's at the plate hitting or pitching or fielding a ground ball or catching a fly ball. Every part of the game gets evaluated, right? And and players need to be prepared for that, right? I think sometimes we've seen players get dulled to the process, right? It's just, oh, my, we're just playing softball, blah, 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 blah. And they're not engaged, right? I always say that you can always tell the difference between a bracket game and a a pool game because in a bracket game, teams are playing to win, In a pool game, teams are playing for the clock to run out. Let's get this game over with and get on to the next one. Well, all of those games matter. All of those games matter in the recruiting process, right? There may be a college coach standing there, and and they may really like what they see, or they may not like what they see because it's just a deterrent or a distraction to what's happening on the field. Right, And I think as coaches, we we work hard to prepare our players for those events. We need to make sure that we're preparing them to perform on the field, but we also need to make sure we're preparing them on how they're going to carry themselves to and from the parking lot. How are they presenting themselves during that time? How are they presenting themselves during pregame warm-up? How are they presenting themselves after the game? Coaches notice that kid that just walks out of the dugout and never carries equipment. 
They do. I did. And I notice it still with my team. You know? And, and I think that we need players to know that's happening. Right? As coaches, you know, how we present ourselves, how we look, how we dress, how we talk. Those become all key elements in the recruiting process for our players because we want to make sure that we are doing our part in helping each player in our program get recruited, okay? Parents, major role. I think I addressed it a couple of podcasts ago talking about the 110 rule in recruiting. If you didn't hear about that, you may go back and find that episode because you don't want to be that parent that's responsible for that last hash mark to get put in and it to say no next to your daughter's name on that coach's recruiting list because of your actions, right? And we hear it every weekend, and a lot moms and dads are screaming and hollering at the umpires, coaches, other players. Whew, that's really not a good message to be sending. I think, you know, when I was talking about it back then, I was talking about what if a person who had never been to a game sees that, you know, what would their thoughts be about our game? Well, I think we also have to realize, what if a college coach sees that? What are their thoughts going to be about our team, our organization, and our players? So I think all of us have to understand our responsibilities. I tell our players, it's playoff time. Postseason, baby. State tournament. you got to play like this game is the most important thing in your life right now. They have to go out and do their part. What should they be doing? Well, they need to be communicating with the coaches prior to the event. They need to have done their homework and, and find out what coaches are going to be in attendance. Pay attention to that. You know, the camp we had was a Saturday night camp, and, you know, we had 25-plus coaches there, and we had coaches that all the coaches were available afterwards for the athletes to talk to them, you know. And I worked really hard for our players prior to the camp, I wanted to make sure that we had player profile postcards with a QR code to our online profile on it, and every player had those. And I met with our team and told them how important the camp was and how important it was for them to go out and perform like it was a state tournament. And then afterwards, it was going to be really important for them to go up and talk to the coaches and it needed to be an environment like an interview. It wasn't just a, hey, how you doing? Let's rub elbows. Don't walk up and say, hey, right? Walk up, coach, my name is. really want to thank you for coming to camp. I enjoyed the camp. I hope you did. And engage in a good professional conversation. It's almost like a personal interview because that's your first opportunity to present yourself to that coach in person. And you want to make sure you handle it properly. So I think that all of the communication that leads up to the event, the emails, everything that we provide those coaches is critical. And then when the event starts, we need to do our part and perform properly to make sure we're presenting ourselves in the process properly, which I'm, I'm going to talk about the camp just a little bit because I see this happening more and more. I think some people think these camps really don't matter. And if the participants think the camp doesn't matter, then everybody else thinks the camp doesn't matter, right? I, I keep hearing stories over and over about, you know, a player left camp early because they, they needed to go to work or they needed to go and do this or I, they were tired because they played three games that day and they were going to have to play games the next day. 
You know, last year when this camp rolled around, it, we had a lot of players that didn't enroll in the camp because, well, they had an 8 o'clock game the next morning. Yeah, okay, cool. But you're missing an opportunity in the recruiting process, right? You, you, you're missing an opportunity to perform in front of coaches and, and see if something you do piques their interest so they will engage in the process with you. Because they may not be at your 8 o'clock game in the morning, but they're at the camp. That's their opportunity to see you. You know, and if you're there for part of the camp and then you leave midway through the camp, well, they might have seen you do something in the first hour of camp and they were really looking forward to watching you in the scrimmage game at the camp and you weren't there. So, again, missed opportunity, right? Missed opportunity. Because what you do in front toss may not be the same thing you do when you're standing at the plate in an at-bat. What you do in a defensive drill and the positioning you get in that drill may not be what you do in a game situation. You may perform better in a game situation, right? You know, are, are you fundamentally efficient? Can you take your fundamentals that you have and adapt them to a game environment so you can still be successful. That's critical, right? So that's why those camps do become important is it's an opportunity for you to show those coaches, hey, this is what I can do in a game environment. No, you might not be able to get to our game tomorrow because there's 12 games going on at the same time and you can't be at all 12 of them, but you're here right now and so am I and I'm going to show you what I can do. And I think that's a mentality that we need to share as coaches with our players and create going into these environments, going into these opportunities and these camps and showcase events that when you get there, you be the best you can be and you perform in front of those coaches at the best level you can be every time. May it be fielding that ground ball and that defensive drill hitting in front toss, or playing in those scrimmages. I, I sometimes cringe when I go and watch those scrimmages, and I know I'm trying to get this player recruited as a third baseman, and she's playing right field. That frustrates me a little bit. But I think as a player, you take advantage of that and show versatility. Because you might be a third baseman, but you might get asked to play right field. Okay. So I think that becomes a critical part of what we're trying to do and how we use those in the recruiting process is important. We all talk to our, our players about attending camps. You know, may it be an on-campus institutional camp. May it be the type of camp we ran the other night where there was 130 players and 25 coaches. Whatever that may be, we want to make sure that we make the best of that opportunity. And, and make sure that we're out and doing what needs to be done to promote ourselves in the recruiting process, right? And I get it. We get tired. I was exhausted. Standing out there for three hours at camp wasn't probably what I would have chosen to do, but I knew it was something I had to do. But as players, we, we need to make sure we're motivated and, and we get out there and do everything possible. And then when that event is over, 
We need to make sure we follow up with those coaches. If I spoke with a coach after the event and I provided them with my information, I need to make sure that I'm doing a follow-up with them and I'm sending them a thank you email or you know, even sending a thank you card or whatever it may be to follow up and let them know how much you appreciated the time they spent talking to you and that you would like to get more information about their program and their school. And I'm doing my homework about your program and I look forward to the next opportunity we have to talk. That's critical because those coaches are going to stand there and they're going to talk to 30% of the players that were at that event. They need to remember you. They need to remember who you were and you sparked that interest in them or piqued their interest by how you respond and follow up to the time you spent with them, okay? So, you know, again, recruiting process is ongoing. You know, it may be November, December. We may be getting into the holidays, but we've got to make sure that we are always engaged in prioritizing the recruiting process because if we're not, someone else will be. And when it comes time for that school to decide who they're going to offer or who they're going to extend an opportunity to, that other person's going to be ahead of you on that list. So I challenge everyone, you know, and especially during the holiday time, there'll be a lot of institutional camps and a lot of opportunities that may or may not be team related, but we need to be engaged in them and we need to be out there doing what we need to do to give ourselves the best opportunity in the process. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. Gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.